Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I've just changed the title of the show, and I didn't even tell Elka this. She's joining us, you guys, from Canada. So it's Nancy's Psychic View, High Road to Humanity, because I am a psychic, and I'm an empath. And when I interview all these wonderful people like Elka here, I use my intuition, and I think it's better to just put it out there. For a long time, I'll just say I was afraid because I didn't want to be judged and I didn't want to be categorized. And that we're going to be talking about today is some of this stuff. She has a cool book out. It's called Anxiety Warrior. Do you have a copy that you can hold up and show the audience on the YouTube channel? It's a cool cover. I have to tell you, you guys, if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to have to check it out. It's the figure on the front cover does have angel wings. So that hits home with me a <laughs> big time. And it is the anxiety warrior pose, the yoga pose. The yoga. Okay, there you go. Very good. Very good. Well, let me give you guys a little information and welcome to High Road to Humanity, officially, Elka. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so she is a registered psychotherapist, you guys. She's an internationally registered expressive art consultant and educator. She's an internationally certified EMDR therapist. She's a well-known author of third edition, Loving Your Life, containing over 40 creative exercises as an ebook and a paperback. You know, she is also affiliated author of for Project Happiness. Oh, I love this. Her work includes creative anti-anxiety wellness kits for employees, youth at risk, and seniors in managing anxiety and depression. And there's a lot of people with anxiety and depression, you guys. So over 35 years, Elka has helped people and she's um, has her own private therapy practice. She's in Muskoka. Is that correct? Muskoka? Yes. Muskoka, and Ontario. Ontario. That's where she's at, you guys. And um, I'm just really glad you're here because, you know, and I, as I was reading your stuff and I want you to tell your story because I'm wondering you know how this all came about how you got into this work but the first thing I thought of was when we come into this world as babies we don't have any anxiety so what happens I mean how does all of this come about I know you've researched this tell us Alka how how did this come about and how did you get into this work well, and it's interesting when you said that, but some of us do come in with anxiety <laughs> as babies. Another lifetime? <laughs> well, well, yes and no. There's that, yeah. so that can be a whole other discussion about uh, generational yeah. trauma, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure that's in, in my mix somewhere. Um, however, what happens is some of us are born highly sensitive, about 20 to 25%. And that um, was, uh, I want to say that term or character trait was uh, coined in the 80s. So kind of a newish term, but not so new term. And it is a double-edged sword where, and it um, helps us to be empathic. It helps us to be in intuitive. However, we are prone to anxiety and depression, unfortunately, is the other kind of downsides because we do have a tendency to absorb 
um, other people's energy, which is not positive, right? So right. that's kind of a good answer. <laughs> well, you know, and I can only speak for myself and I talk about being an empath um, and you're an empath as well. Is that right? Is that yeah, what you got into figuring some of this out because you were empathic and you were picking up other people's energy? Well, the way I got into it was actually happenstance because I, um, as a child, um, I had migraines, flu symptoms. Uh, we didn't talk about anxiety. We didn't talk about, um, you know, we just said, oh, you know, my dad thought I was um, faking it. My mom kind of let me, you know, if I was having a headache or uh, feeling sick my stomach she would attend to me um and I and then as a teenager I stuttered I still do sometimes a little bit and that's a very mild dyslexia and then in my 20s I felt like I was hiding this big secret I felt like um you know I had this mask um in front of me at internally I was struggling and suffering and uh, and I write about that in my book and um, you know, I would sometimes be on the beach in a fetal position, just trying to calm myself. And um, I thought something was seriously wrong with me. And so then in my mid 30s, so it was that late, I was actually reading a book <laughs> on someone else's behalf. And it was about anxiety. And I went, oh my gosh, this is what I have. And I went to my doctor. And I I said to her, I have anxiety, I'm not sleeping. And she said, I know, I've been just waiting for you. Oh my goodness, <laughs> for you to recognize it. I guess people around me knew I didn't know. So so um, anxiety, um, I, I, um, it, it can be very debilitating. Yeah. Um, when it stops you from thriving, when it stops you from sleeping or living your dreams, um, it's, a, it's terrible. It's, terrible, terrible feeling for sure. And it comes in so many um, uh, symptoms and, and what's so mysterious about it. And this is, you know, you asked what started this journey. Yeah. The mystery was, why, why was it over in two seconds? And why on another day it would last all day or it would last the morning and I'd be like paralyzed. And, and so there was this mystery that, um, you know, and, and the way my brain goes, it's very practical and it wants to know and have answers. So I would watch, you know, my own mind and, and kind of go, okay, what's changing my mind? What's affecting me? And I came up with this list of 11 different areas. I and that's know. Why <laughs> well, my clients that come yeah. in, and that was the other thing is they come in and, and we would build this resource page, but I have it. It was the beginning of the book with this resource page. Yeah. And, yeah. and we would talk about uh, one of the easier ones is substance. Right. So coffee, right. cigarettes, alcohol, these things that sugar, right, that stimulate us, they add to the anxiety. Yeah, because so, I'm a big coffee person. And I will say this, I, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. But here in the United, here in the United States, and I don't know if this is happening in Canada or not, but we have a pot store on every corner, meaning we they sell marijuana here everywhere. And for people yep. who have anxiety, and I'll just say this, 
it does calm you down. But the, you know, it's kind of like, again, it's, 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 I don't know, it's better than alcohol, I think, but a lot of people, and I see so many, I mean, I drive by and I see older people. I see younger people. I think people are just so stressed out. I bring this up because is it going on there too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nancy, we are, you know, we have a, we're, I'm in a very tiny town so right. we have only, um, well, 16,000, not a, not a big population. Sure. And we probably have seven cannabis stores. stores. Because people uh, more, more stores than, Yeah, more than coffee shops. I mean, yeah. it's, um, and you know, so nothing against uh, cannabis. Right. I'm, I'm, um, I'm however, who need, you need it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a Band-Aid. And yeah. um, so, so what happens is, um, anxiety and some people think oh I don't have anxiety we all do it's a human condition we have it in different levels it shows up differently for everybody mm-hmm. and the other thing is you know it's so varied that you know some people say oh no that's just stress you know if you're hair pulling or or being OCD or nail biting and people will think oh no that's just a stress response well is it stress or is it anxiety um, you know it it doesn't matter. It's an unpleasant feeling. And, um, it, and it's anxiety. Um, you know, we think it's uh, the stomach, like the typical butterflies, or we think about the heart palpitations, or, um, you know, some people have panic attacks, and um, their heart hurts. Um, you know, those are kind of maybe if we want to call typical, but shows up so many different ways, either overeating, undereating. I mean, it's like, wait, really? <laughs> I know, I know. I, well, I wrote the 11 yeah. down. Do you want me to say what they are? Should I tell the audience? Sure, go for okay. it. Yep. Well, I go won't go it. too much in depth, but I'll, okay. The first one, yeah, yeah the, the first one is generalized anxiety disorder. These are all in her book, you guys. And I told her I want a copy because I I did this online and it's a good book. I mean, it's really good. Anyway, the first one is generalized anxiety, which she calls GAD. Um, She says it affects 10 million, tens of millions of people. And this is like fatigue, um, difficulty, concentrating, focus. But I got to say something as I went through this. And I'll just ask you because you're a doctor. Um, You know, there's a lot of us that are type A. And I can remember them telling my mom in school, uh, you know, oh, she's ADD. And like my daughter says, oh, she's ADD. Well, I think we were just high energy. Now, looking back, we don't take, I mean, we have to take that into consideration because you're high energy. You're an empath. Yes. So, I mean, but you got to take that into consideration because People like you and I, and I'll just say this really quickly, I feel like there's more impasse on the planet than there ever were before. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Well, I think so, because I think we're here to help raise the vibration. And that's the spiritual part of this. But anyway, so number three on her thing is panic disorder. A lot of people panic when they have to go to a job interview or something like that. Um, Agoraphobia. And this is the fear of going out in public. Now, I'll just say, personally, I don't like big crowds. A lot of people, when I was a kid, I was okay. I didn't realize probably, but I think crowds are really harsh on a lot of people. Don't you agree? It can be. Yeah, the energy. And and you know, what's so interesting is, um, and and there is strategies again in the book. And we, if we have time, I'm happy to yeah. 
Yeah, please. That, that uh, when we're highly sensitive, that we need to protect ourselves. And um, when we go out, I, I, I work on a beautiful property. I'm on six acres for a reason. My office is isolated. And, and um, when people come already, they feel calm. It's also important for me because when I'm out, um, I pick up energy and I'm sensitive to it. So I protect myself because I don't want other people's worries or energy or their negative thoughts or whatever, um, because we are all connected. And you know this, you already know. Well, I do, this. I do, because yeah. I can pick up, uh, God, hopefully, hopefully my neighbor's not watching my show today, but I've got, <laughs> just, I've got kind of a crazy neighbor and I do everything I can, but I pick up her energy and I don't want to, and I even have a Bagua up. <laughs> And if you guys don't know what that is, you'll have to look it up. But um, somebody told me, and I want to ask you this, and I hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. There is a um, homeopathic, is it Ophelia, Pophelia? What is it that you can take that calms you calms you down for anxiety? Ooh, I don't know about a homeopathic one. So I'll get it. When we're done with the show, I ordered some because I have high anxiety. It's exactly what you're talking about because you're on six acres because you can't handle this energy. No, and you know what happens is what's so lovely is well, I get the energy from the calming of my pond. I get the energy from my plants and, and the trees. And and it also works for my clients because they have a little drive out here, not too far out. Right. And they come up this beautiful walkway. And by the time they come in, they're already breathing. They even tell me, I'm breathing different. This feels so good. This is so beautiful here. I've done that by design. And also for me right? It's for them and for me. And um, absolutely. And we're, I think what's happened, Nancy, is uh, generally our society has gotten at such a fast pace. We we have generally gotten out of touch of each other. Yes. We've gotten disconnected from each other. And, yes. and we just, we need to stay connected. And it's interesting, even though you've got your neighbor, you're still sensing that neighbor. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to connect and absorb her. However, you understand that that she's struggling somehow. So yes, and so, you and you uh, have empathy, and you have empathy. I don't want to interrupt your thought, but my thought is empathy. like I said, I've learned it's taken me years. <laughs> yeah. And while I send out love and light, and you know, I send out good energy to help the neighborhood, to help the world, to help everything. Anyway, I love having you on today. You and I could talk for a long time. Well, yes, we book, can. Yeah, her book is so cool, you guys. You have all this stuff, fear of going out to public, phobias, fear of a specific thing, like somebody, I don't know, maybe people are afraid of the dark or whatever. Um, Post-traumatic stress. There's a lot of people with PTSD, especially today, because there's so much yep. crime and murder. I hate to even talk about this and put that intention out there, but there is. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. That's another part, um, way that people are um, full of anxiety. So they have obsessions. And you know, I'm just gonna say this and you talk about it in your book. It's about thought patterns. We're yes. And we, we have to, and I'm so glad, like everybody's figuring this out because I interview a lot of people <laughs> and people are starting to realize. And so it's helped me and it's helped my audience because, and I want you to address it real quick, if you will, before I go on these, we have to change, we have to reprogram. 
Yes. But what our teacher or our parent or our uh, spouse or somebody who didn't like us talk about this for a second, would you? Absolutely. And, and here's an interesting thing. Sometimes it's good to understand where this came from. These thought patterns, I want to call them belief, cultural beliefs and social beliefs. So, you know, stepping back 2000 years or 100,000 years when we had our tribes and our pods, why was it so important that as babies, so from baby to age six, we, we absorb everything. Why as babies did we need to quickly absorb the belief systems of our tribe? Why, there's a number one reason as to why that's so important. I'll give you a guess. Okay. <laughs> if you want to guess? No, well, no, tell why? me. <laughs> well, it's survival. So if we did not adopt the tribe, if we did not adopt uh, the belief systems in the tribe, so it doesn't mean they're they're wrong or they're right or anything, we needed to belong. Otherwise, we would die. So that's still in our uh, old brain. We still have that reptilian brain. So now what happens is we have a culture. And so, you know, you know, in the 70s, we blamed our parents. <laughs> it's not just parents. So yeah. it's you know, generational beliefs. It is from the teachers, the schools, the churches, the store owner. You know, I have people coming in and somebody said something to them that got locked in when they were eight years and old. And it stuck in their head in a place over and over and over and it over. It got locked in. And, yeah. and or, or maybe it was a neighbor or, or it could have been a relative. It doesn't matter. But what happens though, these beliefs, and there's a lovely little word in belief, <laughs> it's a lie, our brain, this is a brain thing, our brain thinks it's true. Right. So let's say we grab belief that um, one of them is, um, you know, we have to work hard for a living. That's, that's a very common belief. And so our brain locked that in, and then it does this scanning thing. So we scan and when the experience locks into the belief, it goes, oh, see, it's true. And then, you know, as years go by, another one. Yeah. And so that gets stronger and stronger. Then by the time we're adults, actually even late teens, we already believe these things. Mm -hmm. So we believe things like I make bad choices. Uh, we believe things like money is the root of all evil. These are old, but there are ones that people hear. Boys don't cry. That's a belief system. Um, it's ugly to be angry. That's a belief. They're all belief systems. They come from all over. So what we've got to do, and you you call them patterns. These are in your book, by the way. I want to say these are all in your book because I saw. Yeah. Them. So yeah. So I'll. I'll um, so what we want to do is recognize them, and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. We just need to. So anytime you feel like, so here's a hint. Um, feel like you should. Feel like you must. Just step back and go, whoa, <laughs> because your body is conflicting. So you have this belief system that goes, oh, I need to be the good daughter. I have to, I should really be, you know, doing Thanksgiving dinner. But meanwhile, your body's freaking out because you Well, don't yeah, yeah, I, yes. I want to say that's absolutely true. Because it's like, and I just, I'm, I'm going through this. So I'm just going to bring this up. So. Yeah. You we're brought up like I can remember my mom saying, "Well, it's their birthday. You need to send a card. You're supposed to call, and you're supposed to send a gift. Those are the three things you're supposed to do." Well, what if you yep. don't want? What if you don't want to? Then you start to fight with yourself 
I'm just going to, this is an example I'm thinking of that, that really hits home with me. And it's like, no, I don't like this person. No, they're not nice. Why am I buying them a present? Why am I making the phone call? Why am I going to all this trouble? And we start to combat. Will you address? So what do you do? What do you do? Absolutely. So, so, and this is in the book too, because I talked about self-doubt, second guessing, yeah. right? So we have this battle and it's exhausting. I know. I, I, I can see my clients go through it. They you know, I say, stay in your body. What's your body say? Boom, they get right into their heads. And um, it's like, no, what's your body telling you? Oh, what's your body telling you? Right? So we can trust our bodies because our bodies know. And and you said this too, as they, like you mentioned, being babies. We've been with, I've been with me 24-7. You've been with you 24-7. So this isn't cookie cutter stuff. This is about getting to know your own body, getting to you know your own reaction the thing is here's the thing is you still might sit there and go you know what I really don't like that person however it's going to be less stressful if I do send them the card right so so do it anyways but we're conscious so there's a difference and why we're doing it right and we've made a choice it's not where we're battling, battling. I should have, should have. And then we're getting up. Yeah, I read that in your book. I should have, or I could have. And that really hit home because I think a lot of us do that. Yep. I should, I should do this. Cause we were told when we were growing up that we should do a certain thing. Right. And- so what, what I say is sometimes a decision isn't about, you know, winning or feeling great. Sometimes it's feeling less bad. <laughs> So, so we have to weigh out and go, well, which one is going to be the less stressful? And you still may follow the belief that the difference, again, is it's conscious and you've made a choice. Big, big difference. And then your body relaxes and goes, you know what? I'm going to send the card anyways. Um, I really don't like that person. However, I don't want grief from the rest of the family or whatever is going on. Right. Um, and I'm still going to do it as an act of kindness and then your body will relax and and you don't have that fight anymore so 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 those that the inner fighting is a clue well and I love that you say this and I've I've said this for a long time and and god bless you your body doesn't lie that's right body does not lie so if and and I always tell people this so if you get that gut feeling you know it's not right and we question ourselves we just, it's so terrible, I, but we need to really go with our gut, go with our intuition. Absolutely. I'm, I'm working with a young mom and um, bless her soul. Uh, uh, she's not trusting herself. And yet she's made some fabulous uh, decisions. Even when a uh, husband and nurse said, go home, she said, no, something's going on. And, and yet um, and it all turned out well, everybody, uh, but there was something else going on. And and so here's the thing. And I said, but you can trust yourself. You stood up and you're hardwired to stand up and you did it. And it all turned out really well. You know, yeah, you're both sick, but you got better. You know, it's all good. And, and, it, and you know, so we need to trust ourselves. We I love what you said. I love what you just said, that we're all hardwired to stand up because right now, and I'm going to make this a little broader, 
in our world right now, there's so much craziness going on, human trafficking, all kinds of horrible stuff is happening right now. And I love that you said that because we are hardwired to stand up and that's what humanity needs to do right now. I mean, it's really stand up. And I'm so happy that you, that you said that because it feels like, I feel like people are afraid to say anything. Yeah, a lot of people are, and, and that breaks my heart. Mine's and um, I'm I'm just hoping that they get courage. And I agree with you so much that that we're here to stand up. We're here to set an example, and 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 let people know that it it isn't so bad when you do stand up. That it actually turns out uh, very well. Some people don't like it, but that's what the boundaries about, and and that's okay. However, when we stand up. And it is a little scary. It's a little vulnerable. I get it. Um, however, it, it turns out it's good, right? Yeah. And it's good. Look at the work you're doing, and 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 the passion. This is a passion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, there's out. a lot of people like you who need help, who just need to understand. You know what? We're just not taught how things work, how energy works, how the mind works, how the body works. That we're energetic souls. You know, it's just all backwards. And I'm so glad that things are changing. I really am. You know, you talk about triggers, which always makes me laugh because uh, <laughs> because I, I can remember years ago when people started to realize that different words triggered people. And, and one of my siblings said something to me like that. Is that one of your triggers? <laughs> I just thought, oh, my God. <laughs> talk about that, because certain things do remind us. I mean, it could be a smell. It could yeah. be, you know, anything that could really trigger us. And I've had this happen. I know you have. Well, can I just, I want to go back one step. Back okay. To, um, and then I do want to uh, talk about fear. So one of the things you mentioned was thought. I'm going to emphasize thought patterns. Yes. And um, I just uh, letting people know that these are just thoughts. So a thought is just a thought has power however it doesn't have to have that much power so um that's really all i wanted to say it was just a thought so um well i'll take it a step (laughs) further the reason you're bringing this up because thoughts do have power and words have power and so we give them power so well that's the key yes is that (laughs) give them power and we don't have to correct right have to give them power and that's why i wanted to bring it up is and thank you for taking Taking it to the next step because um that makes it more complete so thank you for that yes yes and, and well no i've learned i'm learning <laughs> i'm still learning i learn every day i'll tell you what but um Me I, too. what was the other well, thing you were, were going to well, say triggers. we're going to talk about triggers. and you know nancy one of the things that i tell my clients is because i'm sitting in the chair and you can see the certificates behind me doesn't mean i haven't nailed yeah you're still <laughs> doesn't mean i'm done yeah doesn't mean i'm done growing and processing this is this is a journey and yeah. so I'm transparent to my clients they don't wake up like you every day it's a practice it's practice to come and enter the day so um, anyways back to triggers and um, so triggers that's interesting because that comes a little bit with a trauma and um, so sometimes it's a mild trigger. And if we can stay away from mild triggers, that's okay if it works for you. 
However, if it's stopping you from thriving, if it's stopping you from living your dream, if it's stopping you for, for doing moving forward, then that's when we have to look at it. And sometimes we need help. So if it's a smell, like you were mentioning, or maybe a word, um, you know, if we can deal with it, okay. If we can't, that's the time to get some help. Right. There's so much in here. I don't even, I don't, we're not going to have time to go through everything, but I'm going to hit on a couple more. <laughs> and then I want to talk about, well, we could do a two hour show here on this. I was thinking that as I was writing, because there's so much in We there. can do a part two. I'm up for that. <laughs> She's like, we can do it again. Well, no, because there's so much. I mean, self-doubt, yeah. low self-esteem, I mean, insecurity. And, you know, a, a lot of this, um, even myself, you know, we all have doubts and it's hard, you know, and when we're, we go through things in life and we have to get back up. I mean, you talk about perfectionism. I uh, can relate to this one too, wanting everything to be perfect, wanting to be right. I think a lot of people want to be right. And when you get past it, then you start to recognize it in other people. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you address that. Um, you talk about traumas, you talk about highly sensitive people, you know, and I just want to go back to the highly sensitive again, because when children are highly sensitive, I don't think because of our society, unless these people are spiritual, like you and I are, I don't think people even recognize when kids are sensitive and sometimes they don't want them to be. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and, you know, here's a, here's a thing with children. We, we in North America send our children to school too early. In Europe, uh, the kids are seven or nine. I didn't know uh, that. They actually go to school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Switzerland, Norway, they, they go later. Um, they're, we're still babies from nine under. We're the longest, mam we're the, the longest infancy in the mammals. Um, we're, we're babies till we're nine. I so, didn't know that. So what happened? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Charles Pierce talks about it uh, in Magical Child, and, and it makes so much sense. So what happens, though, is, um, so kids, we, we take kids to school, you know, they're three and a half, four, they have separation anxiety, mothers are crying, babies are crying, and they think that, you know, something's wrong with their child because the child is having a hard time at school, and, I'm, and no, it's not that, it, they still just want to be with their mothers. And so we have this, this culture that thinks that, you know, um, so it's paid for and, you know, we have a culture of where we need dual incomes. Right. We're not supporting new families. We're not supporting uh, new mothers, not the way we should for these important years. And then, then we think something's wrong with the children. And then, you know, we think the children are misbehaving and, and I've heard terrible stories where, you know, the mother is peeling the child off, giving it to the teacher. Both are crying. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? You know, and I've counseled the, the mothers and say, well, what, what would you want? What would like, what would you really want? I want them to stay home. And I said, well, can you make it happen? You know, and I'm not saying don't send them to school, but maybe it's only half days or maybe it's a couple of days a week, you know, for the stimulation and the socialization Right. However, we, we go, we're going, we're separating too quickly. So, um, and I don't know where that came from, but 
Well, no, I'm really glad you talked about this. I was a single mom and I've always worked and I had to do that. I had to take my kids. I find, and, and it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. But what I believe as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, it was our society because like you said, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, it got to the point where, and this was, I'm going to age myself, but back in the eighties, you know, when I was having little kids, um, you know, it took two incomes to make it. Yeah. It just right. did. And, and, you know, I agree with you. I think we were totally screwed up our society. And that's when everything split is when the moms had to go to work. Cause see, my mom didn't work. So I grew up right. with a mother who didn't work, but then I did work. So I see the difference and I took the kids and I know what it's like. And I know what it felt like to leave a kid when you didn't want to and feel awful. Awful. And, and you know, and you talk, I know how we got onto it was with sensitive children. And so what yeah. happens is I think children are misbehaving and that's where the error is. So I counsel, I counsel children, I counsel, and usually the children are fine. And you know, what's so sad is when a six year old comes and says, I don't think you can fix me. And I'm thinking, I want to cry oh because, because they're perfect. They're active, healthy, happy, curious, active. Well, <laughs> let we me want to put a label on them. I we want to medicate them. And, and, and I'm just going, wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and so when you ask me about sensitive children, um, so some of these behaviors are coming from overstimulation, separation anxiety, and it's seen as misbehavior. And we've got to dial back big time right. and look at the behaviors and go, wait a minute, where's this behavior coming from? Well, that's and, you know, as adults, Yeah. It's us. It's yes. the adults system i've got a little boy right now totally fine everywhere else except in school now they want to medicate him they want to you know do counseling for them and i'm just going this is madness the environment is creating these behaviors and what are we doing right well, so yeah. You can get me going on that one. <laughs> well, and I'm going to take it a step further because what's happened is, and okay. I, I see this as we're having this conversation, these children have grown up to be adults. And now right. these are the adults that are unhappy and are looting the stores and are lashing yep. out. Okay. Yep. And so these are the grown up. This is the uh, repercussions of what. Well, happened. because. Because there's confusion, anger, and one of um, one of my great teachers, he said, it's like, if you can imagine that these people, I'm going to say people, whether they're, um, in, you know, eight years old or 18, 16, 18, it, it's like they've got shark music going on in their heads. So they're hypervigilant. They, they may not recognize anxiety, but they're on high alert, um, easily triggered. Very confusing. It's hard to think when you're in that state. It's really hard to even think clearly. And you're right. They're just reacting. Mm -hmm. And of course, and, and we don't look at, you know, what have we created? We just go, they're behaving poorly. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. It's, it is. But where is it coming from? Right. And that's the tragedy. It is actually very, very, very tragic to me. 
Yeah, and like you said, we used to change. We Sorry. To change. No, <laughs> no. So it's, bad. <laughs> but I see it. I see it as you're talking, and it makes so much sense to me. To and I'm so glad you came on today because, you know, um, where was I going with this? As um, here's where I'm going with this, and I'm going to go to the end of your book here because what happens is, like, I grew up with a narcissistic mom. I'm sure a lot of people did. So we start to work on ourselves. So the first thing is awareness. And you talk about this in your book, you guys, she gives you, um, you know, she tells you about all these different anxieties, but um, Elka does tell you how to fix a lot of this. And, and I love that you do it. I mean, you talk about awareness, you talk about recognizing those anxiety triggers, um, listening to your body, caring about yourself enough to eat right. You talk, talk about this stuff. Well, it's holistic. So I know even our health food store, they're amazed that I ask people, how are you sleeping? What are you eating? What are you doing? They go, you ask them those questions because we're holistic beings. And the other piece is, you know, I say, if you can get two words out of the book or even out of our talk today, it's awareness and practice. Life is practice. It's not a light switch. And here, look at, I have these in my studio. Oh my God, I love it. I love that. You know, it's it's not like if I could wave a magic wand, I would, but it's not like that. It's yeah, for about, the podcaster, she's um, holding up a magic wand. I need to say yeah, that. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're like, why is she laughing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I have these in here. I love that. Well, but what what's so what we need to do again we can't go back and blame our parents or what happened before or a teacher or whatever we have to take responsibility for ourselves that's why that's what i think what do you think eventually we do and and um so you know as adults and i always said to my children i said look at you're gonna have issues uh because i'm not a perfect parent i love you and i'm doing my best and i'm gonna stand with you and if you've got something or a question, I will help you work through it because I'm still working through me. And so they have, and it, you know, sure, it's a bumpy road. However, we're good enough uh, parents. We, as long as our children know that we do love them, we can repair uh, pretty much anything. And, and again, I go, go back to Magical Child. Um, Charles Peel says we can repair anything. We can do that. So not to panic. Um, yeah. Why did you put this book together? What pushed you to the point where you said, I've got to write this thing? Well, Nancy, I'm so practical. Um, I already did one, one book, Loving Your Life, which is in its third edition. And what was happening as I was doing my handout sheets, I'm a handout queen. Okay. So, uh, when my clients come, they usually leave with a handout because they think, well, they can read something or something later. And they do. They tell me they do. So Good. what was happening Good. is I kept repeating myself. And, and I just thought, you know, I want to reach more people. And so I started, the way I started was I took my handout. I had about three of them. I started doing talks at the schools, parent-teacher meetings, churches, senior centers, conferences, and then one day I came home, I had like these five handouts, like just jam packed. And I, I went, you know what? There's a book here. So I phoned my editor and I said, Scott, I think I have another book. And he said, okay, I'm going away. Send me what you got. So right away I was able to send him 67 pages. Oh my God. He, he was like, how did you do 
do this. And I said, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> and it just, so, and we, we got some other authors um, together because they were experts in finances or connection. So I wanted to pull them into the book. And there's just a ton of resources in there. And that, that was the other thing. When I went out to do these talks, people were saying, we don't have any resources. Can you give us strategies? And I'm going, sure. Um, and so that was another driving factor was the strategies weren't there. Right. And I'm so, right. I'm so practical. Like my brain goes, if it's not working, pump it. Oh, here's a strategy. It's working. So I want to use that for my client. And I put it, all these strategies that are in the book, you can use with children, yourself. They're successful. That's why I put them in there. They're ones I use. They're ones I provide for my clients. So that's how the book came about. <laughs> That's fabulous. That's fabulous. So how long has it been out? Because I don't even know. I and, Oh, I don't even know either. Forgive me for that. Okay, well, but it's done well and you've had good. Um, 2017, had good... yeah. Yeah. So it's in audio. Uh, you can get it on any platform. It's in Kindle version, whatever. You can Google it. I have a website just dedicated to anxiety. And um, it's What's called it called? Anxiety. Sorry? What is it called? Yeah, it's anxietywarrior.ca and it's all free. So you can go on. You don't have to register. There's tons of resources. Our podcast will be on there. Um, it, it, you can have access, uh, order the book through there if you want. There's always uh, pages you can read. Uh, there's some posters, all kinds of different um um, resources and um, so it's there to help people. It's an active service. I put it out. Yeah, you guys, it's anxietywarrior.ca, and that's because you're in Canada. Is that what that is? CA? Yeah, I couldn't get .com. <laughs> so, oh so, yeah, I've never sure, seen that. Yeah, just make sure you do www. It will come up. Yeah. So okay. yeah, anxietywarrior.ca. Alka Schultz, you're just a breath of fresh air. Thanks for coming on today. I mean, Thank you. all the people you've helped and gosh, I mean, you helped the audience today. Yes, you're going to have to come back because we'll have more to talk about. What do you think? I love it. And thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nancy. Thank you for all your great work. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. Okay, you guys, the book is called Anxiety Warrior. You're going to have to check it out. She's going to hold it up one more time before we get out of here. It's got a cool cover. I really like it by Elka Schultz. All right, you guys, this is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Earl. Everybody have a fabulous week and God bless.